He's literally been diagnosed with PTSD. It's not a joke. Jeez. Yeah. So they got him in Hawaii. Yeah. And then when they flew him back to Tennessee, he was never the same. Dude. The plane ride. Obviously. Yeah. Scared him to death. He's never been the same. Oh, I wasn't thinking about the plane ride. I was thinking about having to come here when you could have lived in Hawaii <laughs> for your yeah, whole life. There's that too. Laurel was never the same either. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> she is super curmudgeonly. I'm just kidding, Laurel. <laughs> she doesn't listen. I don't know her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to These Are Words. This is kind of a strange episode because uh, Lance and I are sharing stories about cats and dogs, and I'm just going to leave it at that for now. We go down quite a few different rabbit trails as well. Um... I'm just going to let you experience it and let us know what you think. Here we go. Let me get us kicked off by saying that when I was younger, when I was very little, people would say it's raining cats and dogs, which, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, that just means it's raining really hard. The (laughs) metaphor makes no sense. Not at all. But when people would say it's raining cats and dogs, I would imagine my head like the greatest possible situation because there would just be cats and dogs everywhere and i would get to snuggle with all of them (laughs) anybody say that when you were growing up yeah i remember i remember people saying that and not understanding really what the reference meant it's weird people are weird that's a weird one now that you mention it i've never taken the time to think about how weird that actually is because sometimes idioms like that have like some some form of basis where like you could kind of understand like what it's some a, correlation it's a reference or a pun or something like that that one just uh, there's nothing there yeah nothing there holding it's that a, one together <laughs> it's a fable it's mythology i don't think so for cats and dogs you, unless there's just something i really don't know oh gosh we're not one of those like storytelling podcasts where we research much before we share the story it's just <laughs> you know a personal thing so uh, did you do you remember the movie cats and dogs that's what it was called. No, I don't remember one called Cats and Dogs. It was early 2000s. It was like, I don't even know what to compare it to. Like, cats and dogs were, like, adverse to each other, obviously. But it's like, it was like a gangs of New York. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, cats cats and dogs were at odds with each other. Did Daniel It was Day like Lewis. West Side Story. Okay. It's like dogs and cats were West Side Story. And uh, I, I, that's all I remember about the movie. I know that the cat who was like the leader of the cats was like your stereotypical grumpy cat looking cat. Okay. Which I don't know what those Sm- are actually smushy called. Faced smushy faced cat? Smushy faced cat, yeah. yeah. And um, he, was, he was very much portrayed as like the, the antagonist of the movie, the evil character, yeah. which I think is un- largely unfair. And Man, that always makes me think that they're just being really cruel to... To small bugs, to ants. An ant agonist. <laughs> I didn't even get that one. <laughs> I was like, wait, what did I say? <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I hate you. Uh, but then I don't remember anything else about the movie. I don't remember who the, the main dog was. Probably like a German Shepherd or something. I don't so know. this is like a Sharks versus Capulets and Montagues or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was, Am I a little confused? No, West Side Story was totally Romeo and Juliet. All yeah. three of those warring factions. Exactly. And Daniel Day-Lewis. We should talk about this some other time, but we should talk about like how all stories 
are already stories that are older stories. They're just the same story. Yeah. Over and over. And many of them are biblical. I agree. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty old book, so. There's good stories in there. Lots of them. Even Leviticus, which I've been into lately, and it's boring as heck. <laughs> but <laughs> there's some cool stuff in there if you if you take a bigger picture look at it. Yeah. The most popular, like, Bible app, version. Um, like if you have the Bible app, like that's the one it is. So it has like a read the Bible in a year plan that you can follow along. <laughs> Bump that noise. It's so hard. <laughs> I've never, never once come close to getting all 365 days, maybe someday in my life. Sure. Um, but I do anytime, you know, when I, I've been, I've been trying to do this for like five or six years now. And there are a lot of passages in the old Testament like that, that you would just forget about because Leviticus, crazy and Leviticus weird. and Deuteronomy and Numbers and all these books kind of get like lumped together as like just random useless stuff, which seems silly to say it's the Bible. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. It's there for some reason, whatever that is, whatever that reason is. But. Yeah, but for us, the nuts and bolts of it, like they're kind of useless, but the sure. principles are totally are good. Yeah, there's some weird goat milk stuff in there yeah we, we can talk about that later for sure we should <laughs> um anyway cats and dogs yeah yeah so we were talking about this earlier today a little movie called milo and otis milo and otis so here's a a cool fact about me from the age of three to four i watch that movie every day <laughs> so that's at least 730 times i've seen that movie drop my sister off at school i didn't drive necessarily <laughs> But then I would go home. <laughs> I'd go home and watch Milo and Otis. And I didn't realize when I was a kid, it was just the one guy narrating the whole time. Like in my head, they all had different voices. And anyway, if you're not familiar, like it's this uh, pug nosed pup and a curious <laughs> I, I cat. I think they just call those pugs. But okay, but in the song, in the theme song, right. which everyone should go listen to right now, yes. we'll pause. Well, you should pause. You can pause it yourself, whatever. <laughs> There's a curious cat and a pug-nosed pup. There's friends to meet and places to be. We're going to get sued if I go too much farther. <laughs> Universal Music Group. They're going to oh, flag this There one. they are. I'm sure they wrote that song. I hope they did. I hope they hear this. But yeah, it's just one guy narrating this whole uh, story between this pug and this orange... Is that a calico? No, not a calico cat. What am I thinking of? You know cats. Come Tab on. Tabby, love- tabby cat? Tabby cat or I think, the I think- orange... Striped. I think that's a tabby cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's freaking adorable, but I can't watch it anymore. I think I'll get too emotional. When was the last time you watched it? Do you know? You uh, I don't think it's been within adulthood. Wow, so it's been a minute. At least a minute. <laughs> but, you know, I've got 730 times under my belt <laughs> over the course of those, <laughs> those two years. Gosh, I did. I watched that movie a ton when I was a kid. Like, it was like, I mean, it was like a family movie. Like, we all watched it. Yeah. Like, a lot. Right. We all were invested in that story. And I did, I went several years without watching it as well. Mm-hmm. And then, like, probably three or four years ago, I watched it again for the first time. I actually, I couldn't find it anywhere, so I had to torrent it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I believe it. It's on VHS, you know, somewhere, yeah, and like, that's it. It was hard to find. I couldn't rent it on any, like iTunes or anything like that. Like the, right. the movie like ghosted. So I torrented it, which is not something I do anymore. I don't, I feel the need to defend myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, 
it got me like bad. <laughs> I, cried. I was like tearing up. What about it though? Because that's what I'm afraid of. That's why I won't watch it anymore. <laughs> was it remind? I'm, I'm the, sorry, I'm putting words in your mouth now. It's like it's such an epic tale. Yeah, but it, it's such a weird like telling of the story because it's just narrated by this one guy the whole time. Yeah, who does provide alternate voices for different characters? Oh, that's true. But it's like this it's sad like there's there's moments of intense peril <laughs> can i just tell you this okay in that movie there's there's this really cute waltz that plays and as soon as you and i were talking about it on the phone today that started playing in my head and i was like i'm four years old again like this is amazing and there's little like you know chickens being born and stuff i can't believe that i've watched the movie more recently than you and i'd still i you remember way more about it than i do i'm telling you like i put my <laughs> ten thousand hours into this movie <laughs> you're a pro but um oh, what was i saying okay the the waltz thing beautiful song the music in it is awesome like there's an aaron copeland like american feeling like i'm just bounding in the meadow like yeah. over the ridge side or other words about nature and things there's the ridge this side <laughs> that's not that's not a thing there's only caffeine in this water bottle so um there's another song that plays when the scary moments are happening and when i was a kid that song would pop up in my dreams when something scary was happening no way yeah oh god that's intense that's terrifying Gosh, and, I wish I remembered more of the music because I, I don't remember anything about that. It's really good. It's a great soundtrack. But yeah, the dog uh, rides on a turtle. Spoiler alert. It's such a special moment. Like, how did they do that? That's crazy. I think, I didn't realize this until just now, but like, so Laurel, for anyone who doesn't know, my wife, we like, we both, we like, we want to get a dog at some point in the near future. Um Hold the phone. Yeah. This is news. I know, I know. Whoa. I'm a hypocrite. I might actually come over. A hungry, hungry hypocrite. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah. But I've always wanted a pug. Like, always. But they have, like, nose problems. I, everyone says that. You know how much I care? I would take such great care of that thing. Oh, I love them. Live his best life. Yeah. Every day's a Friday for this pug. That's right. But I didn't... I didn't... I, I wonder... If the reason I've always wanted a pug is because of Milo and Otis. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. It'd be one thing if I was if I was talking about what type of dog I would consider getting. I was like, oh, pugs are cool. It's not like that. Like right. I've always wanted one. Like v- vehemently. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that word. I I want I need it. Yeah. Like it's it's a life goal for me to have a pug at some point. Interesting. So I bet I bet that's why. Yeah, but I, I've always preferred cats. Yeah, so this is how our conversation got started and even how this episode got started. Um, We were throwing around the idea of sharing stories about why I love dogs and why Lance loves cats. But we won't necessarily do that because we don't want to just, you know, be mean to each other or give our opinions on cats and dogs. I mean, I've been arguing about this for for years with people that I love and respect who disagree with me. I can handle it. Yeah. You know, in which we're not. Well, we don't have to do that, though. You can just, you know, share about share a story about your love for cats. <laughs> so, so okay. For I'll start. I'll start at the beginning. So my when my parents got married, they they got a cat, like immediately. Mm-hmm. 
So that cat was was there when I was born, about four years later. Male or female? His name was Max. Max. Max was a beautiful Blue Point Himalayan with a grayish-white coat. They kind of look like wild cats. That's right, yeah. Beautiful fur, blue eyes, and he liked me more than anyone else in the family. I believe it. Couldn't tell you why. He bit Rachel, my sister, <laughs> which I don't blame him. I would. I did also bite her. Right. She did. She deserved time. it. She did. She did. You should ask her at some point if you ever randomly saw my sister. She doesn't even live in Knoxville, so that'd be right, weird. Right. But uh, I did actually bite her on the stomach one time <laughs> because I wanted to watch Galavance again, and she didn't want to watch it, and I wasn't having it, and she tried to take the VHS out, and she stood up on this chair and I was tall enough to bite her in the stomach. I just went for it. Like a vulture. Confusing. Like in a moment of rage? Yes, I was very angry. Wow. How old were you? I don't know. (laughs) If I say, it's probably not good. (laughs) I seriously don't know how old we were. A couple of years ago. (laughs) It was like last night. Um, What was I talking about? Oh, Max. So Max... um, yeah, he he was, but he, Max was a very introverted cat. He wasn't super loving. Like he he wasn't he wasn't gonna come to you. You know, makes sense. Like you you gotta see. That's the thing about cats. You have to earn the love and affection of a cat, just like you would earn it from a person. And that's the reason people don't like cats is because cats are too much like people. I'll 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 return to that point in a moment. That sounds good. So Max, um. One time, this is a tale of, of woe. One you mean woe like lamentations or like woe? No, like woe unto me, for I am a man of unclean lips. Kind Aren't of, you though? Kind of woe. I can't believe we even <laughs> still have a podcast. <laughs> so one Actually, day- Actually, you do have something right there. On my lip? Yeah, I was kidding. Dang. Unclean lips. Do you get it? Hurts. Hurts me. You can use that one for free. <laughs> I won't. Listeners. <laughs> um. So one one day we were about to leave for vacation and um, we were going to be gone for a week and we didn't know until we got back, but Max had accidentally gotten out no. the, the day we left. And so when we got back home, we couldn't find him. And I'm like, gosh, six or seven at this point. I love this cat. Mm-hmm. Really love this cat. I'm starting to. So we lost Max, which was devastating for like my whole family. Right. You know, first pet, like I'm a kid and uh, Rachel probably didn't care because she didn't like him and he didn't <laughs> like her either. So, um, so we couldn't find him. And about two or three weeks later, Max comes stumbling back home <gasps> like a drunk. Um, was he drunk? I don't know. Maybe he was a little like, bit the cat version of in a stupor, you would right. say. Um, didn't seem like himself. A lot of that nip, huh? Yeah, too much nip. Black market nip. Um. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Now let's keep it. Um, so, so Max returns home and is obviously like very sick. And so my mom takes him to the vet. And I I remember this vividly, clear as day. I remember everything that happened this day. Um, we had a good family friend who took us to see, um, a VeggieTales movie at the theater 
<laughs> during this afternoon. Yeah, it was me, my sister, and my friends, and their mom took us to see this movie while my mom took Max to the vet. Hey, if anyone has seen Veggie Tales, by the way, please please write in and tell us your favorite Veggie Tales. <laughs> Did I gloss over that too quickly? Moment. For me, I yes. I assume everyone for, saw it. <laughs> for the for the story, you should continue. <laughs> Veggie Tales. Uh great times. It, it was one of the Larry Boy movies. Weird. I don't even know um, what that it is. It was about the rumor weed. Oh, I do remember the, the, rumor, the rumor weed. Yeah, I, it would spread, and yeah, Larry Boy had to kill it. I remember the cheeseburger song mostly. Cheeseburger. We're gonna get that sued. Song? And the hairbrush. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Wow. Hey, can we just let's just dip out of here and watch Betty? Okay, Tales. yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> surely it's on Netflix for kids or something. But uh yeah. just for the record, I identify with Bob very much. <laughs> he was because this is totally my personality. We'll dive into this with therapy one day. But uh therapy episode one day. But he was always so pissed about whatever Larry was doing. <laughs> Because Larry was just, you know... Way too carefree. An Enneagram 7, obviously. Yeah, 100%. And Bob was like, you can't just act however you want all the time. Like, there are rules, Smokey. This is not nom. <laughs> There's too many references there. But, <laughs> I, I'm, it's getting jumbled. But I just remember thinking, like, yeah, Bob's right, you know? You conduct yourself a certain way. <laughs> I'm like seven years old. What? What a character study. Bob the tomato. Speaking of cow. dogs, my dog keeps peeking her head into the room and just staring. Oh, she's so cute. She is cute. So anyways, this story is about to end horribly. So, oh, man. so Mac, Mac, my mom takes Max to the vet. And uh, to if I were going to just leave it in plain terms, he did not come home with us. Oh, um, But more specifically, and because I care about these details, um, Max had kidney failure. Oh, that's that, awful. Yeah, that's what did him in. So whatever he was feasting on during his uh, his time away... Didn't treat him well. Did not treat him well. <laughs> so Max had kidney failure, and he died that day at the vet. It was very sad. I think they actually like put him down because they were like, Good. he's going to die. Yeah. Like, well, you know, we got this. <laughs> or whatever they say when they kill a pet. I don't like anything being in pain. No, it makes me sad. Yeah. So, so that was my first experience with a pet in general. Like... That was my only pet I'd ever had, and we lost him, and then he died. <laughs> Whoa. But Wait, I that, loved that cat. That was the only pet you've ever had? No, that, that that was the only pet we had at the time. Oh, okay, okay. So then, we didn't get any other pets for a little bit. Um, How old were you when Max died? Like six or seven, seven or eight. Okay, gotcha. Somewhere in there, yeah. Probably seven or eight, because um, I remember it so well. Um, so then, around 2003... We got a German Shepherd named Gracie. It's a bit of a leap. Yeah, we well, just we just went like full other direction. <laughs> we had this Himalayan blue tick cat or whatever you call it. <laughs> a uh, blue point Himalayan. That's a hound dog. Anyway. That's right. Yeah. To a German Shepherd. Yeah. And she was a puppy when yeah. we brought her home. So like started from scratch, you know, training this puppy up. And um, dogs mature quickly, mm -hmm. you know, like in ways that are more obvious than cats. Like, they start to get way more rambunctious and crazy, and <laughs> you have to train them, at, which is already a, a point away from the... You from, think you don't have to train cats? You don't have to train them nearly the way that you have to train a dog. I would agree, but I've never had a dog that I had to train, so... It's horrible. I remember training this dog as a kid, and I hated it then, okay. and I know I'm going to hate it in the future when we get a dog. Right, but you make sacrifices. So anyways, we get Gracie, and she's a sweet dog. And then 
around the time that Gracie was just like just a full blown beast, um, my dad got sick with cancer. Right. And he got so sick that like we couldn't even take care of her as a family. She was too much to handle. Right. Like we even took her to the vet and they were like, sorry, you just got a really hyper one. Like that oh, happens. Oh gosh. Yeah. So yeah. we had like the world's most hyperactive German shepherd and my dad is like sick with cancer. It's just too much. So, um, side note about Gracie, she was like the Houdini of dogs. <laughs> it did not matter what you caged her in. She got out. So we had a, a, a fence that was like, like 20 by 40, like right. a huge fence. Right. Outside, six feet tall, out. Wow. She climbed out of the fence that was six feet tall. It was unbelievable. That's crazy. So I've then, seen that in vines before. Yeah. So then we covered it and uh, we put bungee cords to like, so we, it's like a fence and there's like a roof, like a stereotypical roof that, <clears throat> that rises to meet in the middle. Okay. And there's two like, you know, open areas on the front. So we bungee cord all the open area. Right. Still somehow climbed out. And I actually saw her do it. I remember I was riding my scooter <laughs> in the cul-de-sac <laughs> and I saw her climb out and I was like, how are you doing this? This is crazy. So eventually we just didn't have enough. We just didn't have the time or the means to take care of this dog. Um, Cause Rachel and I were too young to like do anything with right, other than right. pet it, you know? <laughs> so we gave Gracie to a family friend of ours to take care of. Right. Um, not really knowing if we'd ever take her back or not. Um, obviously, my dad passed away. We didn't get Gracie back, but we did go see her pretty often because we gave her to someone who was close to us. Gotcha. Um, so, um, oh, wait. I skipped a, I skipped a pet. Wow. I a forgot. A whole pet? I skipped a whole pet. The cat or a dog? It was a dog. We, ha- we had a golden retriever named Olivia who we got shortly after uh, Max had died. And then my dad realized that we had made a bad mistake by bringing a dog home because it was he, he just didn't want to deal with it. Right. So while Rachel and I were at school one day, he uh, gave her to someone and we never saw her again. So I right. came home and my dog was gone. I remember throwing a hockey stick at the wall because oh. I was distraught. <laughs> Gosh, I would um, be too. I was very, very sad. But I, that's like all I remember about yeah, that dog. Okay. Like, whatever. So then Gracie happens. Gracie's gone. So... um at some point, like a, a, I don't know, like a few years after my dad had passed away, um, the the people that we had given uh, Gracie to had told us that um, she had been kidnapped or dognapped. Okay. Along with their do- other dog. Whoa. Like the neighbors saw it, like somebody pulled in the driveway, they opened the door, took the dogs and bailed. Jeez. We were like, well, that doesn't happen. Like, that's weird. Yeah. So, um, like five years ago, we found out that that's not actually what happened. Gracie was such a crazy dog that they had to give her away, and they felt so bad that they couldn't tell us the truth. And, and so they, they had, made up a they story. They had to tell us that yeah, that she was taken to soften the blow. That doesn't soften the blow. I mean, it was hard times. You know what are you gonna do? That's the equal of two evils. <laughs> They're sweet people. Like we still know these people. Like you know, we're not super close with them anymore, but. Um, they, but they felt so bad because like, I mean, like, what what are you going to do? Like they, they were doing us a favor because my dad was dying of cancer. I think yeah. that was probably the kicker. Sure. They were sure. just like, we can't bring any more. Like, yeah. we can't tell them like, Hey, we just had to give your dog away. Like, it's probably better if you just hear that she was taken, but you know, do you really? Okay. I think if, it was better for, okay. I don't, actually, I, I don't know. 
I don't know who it was. But I, I don't think it would have mattered either way to me. Right. But anyways, so I actually found that out like five or six years ago. And my mom and I forgot to tell Rachel. <laughs> so Did, was like, she attached? Like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, we all loved this dog. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So like two years ago, like this is pretty recent. Oh, no. I just mentioned it in conversation <laughs> and Rachel had no idea what I was talking about. And she was like mad. <laughs> that would be too. She was more mad that we didn't tell her. <laughs> and we were like, oh, we forgot it. Just didn't, we didn't think about it. So jeez, I've just had weird situations with pets. Right. They've all ended very strangely. Yeah. My cat, my first cat died. I said, it is really strange. Oh, I'm not even done. I told you <laughs> please, I had please continue. tons of material. So my first cat <laughs> died of kidney failure, which is odd in its own right. My next dog, I come home one day, she's just gone. Then my next dog is given away under grief, like horrible circumstances. What, what was Olivia again? Golden Retriever. Golden Retriever. Yeah. Okay. Sweet, super sweet dog. Oh. Um, Gracie, you know, she's wherever she is or not is. I don't know. She might be dead. And um, so then, um, after my dad passed away, we got another cat. Okay. Who we named? Uh, we named him L.A., which were my dad's initials. So and, w- when you and I met and we were hanging out a little more regularly, I was at your house every once in a while watching yeah. Breaking Bad. That's right. Uh, did you have a cat then? No. Okay. So that's what I'm getting to. Oh, so no. We, like, really, Are these all sad stories? Yes. It, they're all... I've always had horrible, <laughs> horrible times with pets. So so we get this cat. It's a really great cat. Like, the sweetest cat in the world. Like... It's it's extroverted and affectionate in a way that is unusual for cats. I love cats like that. Me too. And I have one now, which is amazing. What's, so, your, what's your cat now? Luna. Name, was, Luna. Laurel's, Luna. Laurel's okay. cat. And then I, I inherited her. She's my bonus cat. Oh. Yeah. So Side chick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so LA is a great cat. Um, we love him. And then when my mom started dating the guy who's now my stepdad, he is like, deeply and horribly allergic to cats to the point that like if he goes in a room where a cat has been his eyes get red and he starts sneezing wow (laughs) can't even like be near him yeah so obviously when that relationship became more serious we had to get rid of yet another pet so we give this cat to our friends who just recently got married and pretty quickly had their first kid makes it easy to say no and they want to come over and watch the bachelor or something right right exactly so, so we go, we give a, a, this cat to our friends. We, so we can go see this cat like whenever we want, like yeah. that kind of family friend. And um, so they have their first kid. Well, their, their kid is having some pretty serious allergy issues. Right. And uh, they actually had another cat as well. So assuming it's the cats, they had to give both of their cats away, which included my former cat, LA. Gave the cats away to someone. Okay. Don't know who. Never saw them again. Um, it turns out after rigorous allergy testing that their child was only allergic to blueberries (laughs) and blueberry yogurt was what was giving him all those issues. He is not allergic to cats and he never was. Okay. Let me just run this by you. Yeah. Why would anyone eat blueberry yogurt? You wouldn't? Disgusting. Really? I like it Because of the blueberry? I don't like the fruit on the bottom kinds. I like blended. Mm. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I can't eat plain yogurt at all. Really? But if it's flavored with fruit, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Let me hit you with this real quick. Okay. We'll get back to pets, I promise. Yeah, yeah. I don't eat sour cream anymore. I only eat plain Greek yogurt. 
Oh, so you just replaced? Yeah. Like you would put Greek yogurt in your chili? Yeah. I made a big old pot of chili on Saturday. Yeah. Lindsay said it was really good. And then being the Enneagram one that I am. I, was, I knew exactly I, what you were about to say. I asked her seven times <laughs> after she had had two bowls of it if she really liked it or if there's anything she would change. I want to improve myself. I know you Okay? Do. Yeah. I bet it's it was great. hard. I bet it was great. Yeah, well, you didn't taste it, so you don't know, do you? I guess not. <laughs> I can't win here. I'm, I'm not as upset as I sound. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, Greek yogurt in that, and I like it. I like it a lot. Interesting. I've never tried that. I uh, I don't really like sour cream, but I I don't like if it's in something and I can't really taste it. I'm okay with that. Okay. Like I will put it in chili randomly, occasionally, sometimes, but usually not. Here's so I hear you. Here's yeah. my guilty pleasure. Okay. As a 30-year-old married man, yeah. married for two years. Cool. Any time of day, any day, doesn't matter, breakfast, lunch, dinner, fourth meal, I will get some tortilla chips and melt literally any kind of cheese on them. Yeah. Put some Greek yogurt in our ramekin. Yeah. With sriracha. Oh. And make a little sauce with it. Yeah. That's the greatest snack on the planet. I'd try it. Do food cast one day. Let's do it. I'm totally in. Back to you know, L. Okay, go go. <laughs> quick side trip. Food tangent. I like my plan for my life up until I was about seventeen. Chef. Yeah. Was really. Sh- yeah, I was gonna like I was looking at culinary schools for Dude, college. I never knew that. I was all in. I love to cook. I cook all the time. Yeah. But like, I grew up in a house where, like, my mom and dad both loved food. They both loved cooking. And even after my dad passed away, like, my mom cooked a ton. But my mom kind of had this mentality of like, use whatever you have to make something. Love that. So like I, I've come up with just like all kinds of weird concoctions that other people are like, what the, what are you doing? You can't eat that. I'm like, I am. But it's good though. It's so good. Nice. The weirdest thing I've ever created that people, sometimes people won't even try if I ask them to is mixing Caesar dressing with buffalo sauce. Sure. Freaking delicious, man. Caesar. Because they're both. They're both like vinegar-based tangy sauces, and they don't they don't conflict with each other. They just complement. I love both. So the buffalo sauce gives the Caesar like a little kick, and it's amazing. You're too much right now. I'm hungry. Let's bring the okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, let's bring this back to cats. All right, just for a second. Not any specific cats. I know okay. you're not done telling this story. Yeah. Yet necessarily. I'm almost done. Would you ever eat a cat? Do you feel like you have? I just we didn't edit any silence there. Or, I just want everyone to know that yeah, I, no, I, did, I wasn't able to answer that question immediately, and I don't know what that means. I'm not trying to play into the whole like Americanized <laughs> Chinese or Japanese food or anything yeah. and be like that. But like, would you though? Would you eat cat if it was prepared well, like just enough I salt? Do if, you think it's gamey? I think if there were a scenario in which cat was like commonly prepared yeah then i i would i would be willing to try it but in the same sense that like you know sea urchin is like a delicacy in chinese food yeah and i would only eat it if like the right person was offering it to me you know what i'm saying that you trust to cook i'm not it well gonna i'm not, not gonna you. go to like the americanized chinese spot down the street and order like a sea urchin like you're not gonna get urchin from applebee's no i'll go to like a five-star restaurant in new york or somewhere where i know i can trust that i'm getting like the right thing that's the only scenario under which i would ever try cat 
but I don't think that that scenario exists. You don't. You didn't know before just now that I have a strong opinion about this, but you're a monster. And if it was the <laughs> difference between, like, if I had to choose to be a vegan for the rest of my life or eat cat, like, one time, just a little nibble, I'd be a vegan. Why? Because they're kitties. You ever been on Instagram before? They grow up. <laughs> just like you do. No, they're kitties for their entire lives, just like <laughs> dogs are puppies. It's like rectangles and squares. One is the other, but not the, the backwards way. You know what I mean? Like a rectangle is a square. It's such a convoluted... But a square is not. We're going way down the Rick and Morty <laughs> rabbit hole here. Oh, geez, Rick. Um, That was my best. Sorry. <laughs> that was also horrible. Oh, um, geez, Rick. Yeah, if I had to, you know, be polite and eat a cat that someone had prepared in some other country or get murdered, I guess that's curtains for me. That's where it ends. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little extreme. That's crazy. I don't, I never really thought I'd ever have to talk about this. So, well, me neither. We, so, so, we've had a new experience. Here it's, we are. It's in, nice. This is a safe space. That's right. Where you're a monster. These are safe spaces. Um, So, Okay, so where where was I in the story? So LA is oh yeah, LA is given away for uh, under false pretenses of, of allergies. <laughs> um, so then I was I was petless for for several years, um, which was fine. Mm-hmm. We never got a dog after my mom remarried or anything like that. Um, and then when I first met the woman who is now my wife, she soon thereafter got a cat named Luna. Um, and now we have Luna as our own cat and she's amazing and she loves people. Like <gasps> she loves new people. I want to come see her. You should. It's weird when people come over, she comes straight to you. Just wants to know what you're all about. Wow. You know? And then she'll just sit in your lap. Like she's known you her whole life. <gasps> it's amazing. She loves being pet. And then I have another cat that I inherited from Laurel's family who his name is Makai. He's very old and curmudgeonly (laughs) he i think that he hates being alive and it pains him as much as it pains me that he is still here with us yeah i don't really feel bad saying that well do you mean like because i feel like i could relate a little bit just that like life is tough sometimes he's been through a lot and not that he's suicidal or anything but like he's literally been diagnosed with ptsd it's not a joke jeez yeah so they got him in hawaii yeah and then when they flew him back to Tennessee, he was never the same. Dude. The plane ride. Obviously. Yeah. Scared him to death. He's never been the same. Oh, I wasn't thinking about the plane ride. I was thinking about having to come here when you could have lived in Hawaii for your <laughs> yeah, whole life. There's that too. Laurel was never the same either. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> she is super curmudgeonly. I'm just kidding, Laurel. <laughs> she doesn't listen. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I have two cats right now, and uh, I think we're around, so Laurel's birthday is this coming February. I think we're going to probably get a dog around that time. Nice. We've been living in an apartment, so I I don't, I'm not the kind of person who's going to deal with a dog in an apartment. That just sounds like a nightmare. More so than having a dog already is. And then, um, but we're we're buying a house. (gasps) I'm so excited. Yeah. And we'll have a fence, so... Right. It's a great spot for a dog. You know, we moved in here to our house two years ago, a little over two years ago, and Lindsay has had this dog, Prissy, for 
12 years. She turns 13 in December. Wow. That's crazy. She doesn't really seem like she's that old. Mm-mm. Um, And I thought, you know, I want to like build a fence for her or have a fence installed so that she can be like outside, you know, while we're gone for eight or nine hours a day. But um, she would rather be inside than outside all day, every day. <laughs> it doesn't that. matter what time of year, but especially when it's cold or rainy. Yeah. Because, like, I'll sit outside, uh, you know, in a chair. I'll give Prissy her little blanket because right. she does live up to her name. And <laughs> she will continually look at me like, hey, this is this is not my habitat. Like, my <laughs> habitat is inside with, with humans. That's so fun. And air conditioning. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> she's a she's pretty low maintenance like you would probably you and logan would probably agree like she's a little more cat like 100 percent, right and i love that yeah i love a dog who's just like chill i like the dogs be because i love dogs i like the ones that want to be like up in your business you don't like that very much right no not really i love that because i want the dog yeah yes slobber gets me oh i can't do slobber i can't handle it so dogs with a lot of slobber going on yeah not, i'm not loving it yeah i feel that but um I, lo- I love when they when they get up get up on my lap and just sit <laughs> it's the simple things in life really that's yeah that's all i need <laughs> oh i need a simpler life where i'm just farming or something but that sounds like a lot of work that's too, a lot so. of work Ugh, there's nothing whatever. simple about that um, so when we were, t- oh, we were on the phone on the way here, cause mm-hmm. we were still finalizing what we were going to talk about. <laughs> and I thought of a question I was going to ask you. Oh yeah. And then yeah I was yeah. like, no, I'm saving it. So <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go. Do you, do you find that you are like spending more time thinking about Prissy's mortality than your own? <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Like if there's, it's not. Is it because you don't want to think about yours or the you just are genuinely that concerned with hers? I'm gen, gen, genuinely, good Lord, that concerned <laughs> yes, with he hers. Is. Like, Gosh. I I never think about my own death or mortality. Right. It doesn't necessarily frighten me, so I'm not, like, avoiding it or anything, but yeah. I've told you this before. I've even spoken very briefly about this on the podcast, mm-hmm. but multiple times, Lindsay, my wife... Go, go for it. There you go. We're sitting on the couch, we're watching, <clears throat> you know, Last Man Standing with Tim Allen and Jay Leno for some reason. <laughs> and, you know, Prissy's sitting right between us. And I will just start thinking thoughts about, you know, however many years from now or hopefully decades from now <laughs> that, <laughs> that Prissy is no longer with us. And I will just start crying because I can't handle It's too heavy of a... I don't even know if emotion sums it up. It's a whole physiological response Gosh. to loss. Here's- I will I will concede that there the the emotional attachment to dogs generally are greater than cats. Okay. Like I right. love cats more than I love dogs by about a million percent. <laughs> but I do understand that the the emotional connection is different between the animals. I think it's stronger with dogs. I don't I, know why. I talk to her like I talk to God. <laughs> As a dear friend. I don't talk to Luna the way I talk to God. It just Honestly. Because there's a voice with- I use. Like, it just wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> you mean with the cat or with God? Yeah, I get it. It's just two different voices. We don't need to go into it. <laughs> 
I don't know why, but we we speak to Luna in like baby voice. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Like the way you talk to a baby. Sure. Your voice gets really high pitched. You say words that aren't real, <laughs> and you you're just like tickling her belly. You know. Oh yeah. And she loves that. You wish that she could tickle your belly back. Yeah, I really do. But oh, I do know that she loves me. me. Sure. Sure. If we like. If one if if one of like I'll I'll get up sometimes in the morning and like open the door and she'll like run in like she's been waiting. Right. And like she gives us like the equivalent of a hug. What kind of cat is she? I keep okay, let me hit you with this first. <laughs> You've seen Homeward Bound yeah. before? Okay. So there's chance, there's shadow, right. there's sassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time you've been talking about Luna, I'm just imagining Sally Field <laughs> as sassy in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. So is she a, that was a Siamese, right? Yeah, that's a Siamese cat. Luna Luna is like just your average American short hair cat, I okay. think is what they're called. Are they kind of she just grayish, like brownish cat. fur? Yeah, I don't know if the color has anything to do with it necessarily, but she she is mostly white with little spots of gray. Right. And she is so fluffy. We call her pillow pants sometimes <laughs> because she's so fluffy. Like it's, she's the fluffiest cat in the world and it's amazing. Um... We used to have this collar on her that had bells on it. So when she'd run around, it was so cute. Uh, collar? Yeah. Go ahead. A hardly collar. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the joke works. That's how it works. Not sure if it's a joke anymore. Uh, Just well. a part of my uh, my usual speech pattern. <laughs> it's like iambic pentameter for Asher Coker Milker. <laughs> Unbelievable. If it didn't cost four hundred something dollars, I'd be a milker right now. I know you would. I don't. I don't believe, or I don't. Shut up. I'll be pretty quick with my story <laughs> about having a cocker spaniel growing up. Oh please. Um, around five years old, we got her as a puppy. Her name was Samantha, okay. a purebred cocker spaniel, which I've learned recently are known for being like pretty hyperactive. Like you're talking uh-huh. about, um, your German Shepherd. Yeah. What was her name? Not Gracie. Olivia. Gracie. Yeah. Yeah. So Samantha was not that hyper and we kept her outside for the most part mm-hmm. because like I grew up on about seven acres of land. So, yeah. so she was fine just being outside and having some hay in a dog house. She lived until I was 18. Holy cow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So um, and <laughs> the craziest thing is she lived through like us having numerous other pets and those, those stories don't really end well. And I don't, think we have to go in, into detail with all of them it's up to you man um but yeah samantha was great and then i um i found her my senior year of high school and she had been um she was like going blind couldn't really see couldn't hear very well she would kind of wander around the yard and just like aimlessly roam and we would like have to go get her so it was like pretty sad um dang and then I found her in her doghouse on the porch, and she was dead. Gosh. And then I went to school. Would you have rather found her, or would you have rather not found her? I think I would rather have. And it's strange to me now how much <clears throat> it didn't affect me, because like I was sad, but I wasn't like mopey about it. I was more happy that she wasn't like in pain anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. So we, I hope when Makai, my other cat, mm-hmm. he, he's like 13, so like wow. pretty old for a cat. Yeah, yeah. I hope I do find him. Yeah. Because it would make Laurel very, very upset. Yeah. And I don't care. <laughs> I don't like him. It's just like, there's no, there's no good ending. There's not. You know, it's like, if you have to put 
Okay, my ideal situation is that they're healthy, they're healthy, they're healthy, they turn like 25 and they're still healthy and they can jump around and stuff. Yeah. And then they're just gone. God like takes you, them away in a chariot. Exactly. Yeah. Through my roof, I don't care, I'll repair it. But like, I would rather just be able to put them down as a healthy pet, but that's the paradox. Like, you yeah, can't do you that. You can't do that. They literally won't let you. I haven't checked, I'm just assuming Do you here. think that the practice of... of uh? Euthanasia? No, not that. Euthanasia? <laughs> Gosh. Look, I don't know what I'm not a vet. I don't the, know what it's called. The the practice of domesticating an animal like subconsciously, do you think it's just preparing us for our own mortality? Like if you think back to the beginning of time like where people subconsciously like taking care of pets in order to prepare themselves for the inevitable. If we're going to get just very slightly theological and biblical, like at the beginning of time, it was purely for pleasure. Like I just, it's just companionship. Right. Yeah. But then when, you know, if you believe in the story of original sin. Sure. Even if you don't, like there's death in the world. We we all know that. So like, because like domestication of animals is an extremely old practice. Yeah. Whether you believe the earth is billions of years or what thousands or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like the earliest recorded moments of, of civilization, like domesticated pets. Yeah. Cats and dogs obviously being the primary subjects of those domestications. I think, I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, I don't know if I'm projecting on something that no one could prove or not, but like, what I I think the 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 practice of domesticating a pet inevitably prepares you for your own mortality because yeah. you have to you have to nurture something and then watch it die at the basic level. I mean, nobody thinks about it that way. I kind of I kind of do. Why are why are we friends? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It hurts up here, man. <laughs> I have to let this out. No, I I totally get that. It's just like you're taking care of something the way that you're going to take care of your own body. I mean, sort of. Well, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, like everyone does stupid stuff or whatever, but like you, you know, you love this thing and then, but you know that it will die. Right. And you keep it anyways. Yeah. It really, if you want to get technical about it, we should just stop having pets and make everybody less sad. See, that's (laughs) like my personality would gravitate toward that. Like, yeah. Let's just not because it's just gonna it end just hurts in like too bad. Yeah, or think about oh gosh, dude, I can't. I don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> Scrolling through Facebook the other day, yeah, we've all been there, right? Oh, totally. We've yeah. all seen the cat being happy and doing whatever, or the dog jumping around or playing with that thing that does fetch with it, right? And it's just a machine, yeah, and it bounces around anyway. So. I stumble upon this video mm-hmm. and it says cat sees his dead owner on, like on a phone and can't handle it. And guess who else couldn't handle it? You. This guy. <laughs> Cause this orange tabby looking cat is just like watching this. Dude, I can't even talk about this. So this orange cat is watching a phone with his owner who has passed away and gets to a certain point and just lays its head on the phone and like snuggles. Yeah, I don't. I can hear you talk about that, but there's no way I could watch it. Right. Uh, I. Me. I. Yeah. But I didn't the, watch the whole thing. I just saw the caption. I was like, Shh, 
I said the rest of the word and then <laughs> scrolled through and saw the cat just kind of like snuggling like it would with a real human. Oh, and I was like, man, it's too much. So to your question, kind of, but isn't, it's also pretty stupid. But man, <laughs> I love this dog that's laying like right I know, over there. I, that's the weird thing. See, I, the reason I brought that point up is because I, I'm, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. Like, losing a pet and maybe this is partly just because of how many pets i've lost already in my 24 short years of life but just like i i i just i accept it as part of life like there it's gonna die and that just has to be okay with me yeah it's not okay it doesn't change how (laughs) it doesn't change how invested i am in like the animal sure luna she's amazing i love that cat so yeah. much and i would be sad if she wasn't here you mean like you're not going to detach yourself from no not at yeah. all i'm not going to detach myself in order to like prepare me better for losing the pet or whatever but right. like like when when luna dies i'm not gonna have to like post on facebook about it right be like we lost her today yeah she was gonna die i knew it the whole time right well it wasn't a plot twist how often do you think about that <laughs> Uh, not really super not, often. Like, not that much? Okay. No. And she's, like, two. You're, okay. So, like, it'll be a while before I start thinking about right. it. But Makai, who I, I don't have any attachment to anyways, right. I do know it's only a matter of time before yeah. he dies. And I'm but, just like, well, uh, I hope I, I'm the one that finds him. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Uh, and, you know... I feel like hearing, I've made myself sound like such a jerk. No, I don't think so. Here's, like, you talking about it casually doesn't compute with me, but you saying that about Makai, is that his name? Yeah. That makes sense because he's, like, his health is declining. Right. So when that's the case, that's how it was with Samantha with my Cocker Spaniel. Like, yeah. you know, I found her dead, and I was more relieved, yeah, honestly. Because she wasn't suffering. Exactly. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. This is a weird podcast. This, yeah, and we've gone on enough <laughs> tangents. Like, I don't know. This is a modern day like Skyrim. Like we were on the main story quest for a while, and, and we, we found this cave. We disappeared. <laughs> and next thing you know, there's a dragon flying around with yeah. us in its talons. That's right. Just like chickens. Razor sharp talons. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> do the chickens have large talons? I can't do Napoleon. Me neither. The defect in this one is bleach. <laughs> <laughs> remember when he's sampling those milks yeah like there's no way that's a legal thing to do no way man that movie was way ahead of its time i love it it's so beautiful and strange i quote i quote uncle rico like pretty often my favorite (laughs) thing all over the mountains that's my favorite thing ever it's like back when i was your age i used to throw a pigskin a quarter of a mile (laughs) he's i could throw it clear over those mountains when he when he picks up that steak <laughs> off of his plate and throws it at Kip's face like, or Napoleon's face, yeah, yeah, like what? How did they even make it through that movie? Because it's just nonsense, man. That whole scene, I'm I'm sure you've seen like the behind the scenes stuff, but yeah. the, the whole scenes where they're like eating the steak. I'm putting quotations around that. Yeah, they're like taking a bite and then spitting it out as they're switching to the other person's like yeah. take or whatever. Because they said it was cold and disgusting, but they had to make it look like they were eating it. I can't. I I mean, this means nothing to say, but like, I could never be an actor. I think I would really like it, but I would get way too in my head. Because I was listening to uh, Pete Holmes, comedian that we both love, yeah. talking about acting in his show yeah. and how like you can't be in your head and be a good actor. Right. Like You have to fully commit. You have to turn yourself off. 
Yeah. And fully, yeah, fully commit to that character. I can't right. do that at yeah. all. It really, like flipping a switch, like turn it off, turn this other thing on. Yeah, I can't do that at all. It's crazy. There's, yeah, nope. <laughs> well. <laughs> now what do we do? I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we shared all of this. Yeah, yeah, me too. Never going to watch Milo Notice again. Love Homeward Bound. Are you going to watch Milo Notice? No. I said never. Oh, I never. Thought you said, I thought you said now we're going to watch it. And I was like, you're not going to do it. I might do it. I love Snoopy. <laughs> yeah. Because he's never going to go away. That's right. <laughs> Snoopy's never going to die. <laughs> you don't even have to worry about it. Well, I suppose that's as good a place as any to end this podcast. I think so. <laughs> I feel good and also weird. And I don't, I want to watch more of the Great British Baking Show, but I don't want to cry anymore. <laughs> I've been like binge listening podcasts about like politics, right? Political conspiracies and not like the, the, yeah, the not, wacky ones like Watergate and right, right. Bill Clinton's presidency. And so, like, all I can think about now is just like everything has a deeper meaning behind it. Right. It's just like, that's the lens through which I'm viewing the world right now, for better or for worse. Oh, absolutely. I think that's why I took Pets so dark. <laughs> <laughs> They're good stories, though. Oh, oh one one more real quick. Yeah. So, I had a uh, Cocker Spaniel named Samantha. Right. 13 years, at least. She was a little older than that, too. But um, we had numerous pets, including, but not limited to, goats, fish, chickens, we actually had cats for quite a while. Yeah. They were outdoor cats and they would, you know, come around when they wanted food or something. Yeah. And they were great. We had a black lab at one point and a great mm-hmm. Pyrenees, like tons and tons of animals in my house all the time. Um, I swear up and down that we had a, have you ever heard of a Pekingese, the breed yeah. of dog? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it showed up one day, a little uh-huh. black, like fluff ball. Yeah. And we called it Peaky mm-hmm. because, you know, super original, whatever, Coker family. Sure. And it stayed around, I remember, for at least like a week or so. Yeah. And then like vanished. Wow. And nobody else in my family remembers that this happened. Are you serious? They vaguely remember like, oh, yeah, there was some other dog that, you know, kind of stopped by. But like they do not remember it so vividly as I do. And this was before. Dude, that's weird. The, yeah, and it it's not like a good or bad memory. It's just like I know 100% for a that fact it happened. that this dog was there and it just Ooh, showed up. Oh, that's weird. Stuck around the house, tiny little tiny little black fluff ball. Oh my gosh. Got along with our dog. Like it was cool. And then like ran away. And everyone like my sister, my parents, they're like, "Oh, my sister like doesn't really like dogs that much. She doesn't hate them, but like they're not planning on ever having, you know, she, she's like you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, eh, they're, they're fine. You all would totally relate. Whereas I will just sob and boohoo and <laughs> hug them and kiss them all day. <laughs> man, That's it crazy, was man. So real. That is so bizarre. Like I can hear my dad's voice calling it Pikachu because he didn't understand Pokemon fully <laughs> and only knew a few words from Pokemon. <laughs> yes. As most great parents did. Sure. Yeah. Well, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> if you want. Who cares? When you're scrolling through, looking through those uh, cute, cute kitty cats That's right. and puppies, you yeah. can look up. What is our Facebook link? 
dot um, com slash these are words. Yeah, it's either that or these are words podcast. These are words podcast. I think I'm pretty I think sure that's, that's what it. the Facebook yeah. link is. Yeah, I mean you can search, you'll find it. Yeah, I it's a cool logo. We're on that Twitter Logan and Instagram as these are words. Words with a Z. Z. Sorry. Whoops. Wasn't our choice. Already taken. Didn't have a chance. Who? Who took it? And what are they doing with yeah, it? I didn't, I didn't even double check. I was just like, oh shoot, it's gone. Yeah. Like what? Garbage. Not nearly what we're doing with it. That's absolutely true. Um, um were you going to talk Jinx, about Jinx? That's iTunes? a Pokemon. <laughs> it is. Yeah, look us up on Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Are we on Stitcher right now yeah, too? Yeah, we are we on Stitcher now. On so if you're Stitcher. listening to this on an Apple Podcast and you're like, "Oh man, I really should switch it up for no reason." Uh, <laughs> switcher, feel free. Yeah, it's time to hate on Apple in the iPhone XS, E X C E S S cuz that's what it is. Is that it's the same as like NXS? NXS. Yeah, same thing. So, yeah. No effects. But hey, uh, to our, our dear friend Stephen Wheeler, if you hear this, which you only will hear if you're listening on Stitcher, uh, I, we did this for you. He's for the him. only person who's complained that we are not on <laughs> Stitcher. <laughs> but so it was we, enough for me to pull the trigger immediately. Absolutely. We literally did it for one bearded man. All um, for one, man. Yeah. And lastly, we just want to thank Night Colors for the use of our uh, year two theme song called Magazines. We freaking love it. You can check them out. Also, they are Night Colors Band or Night Colors Music on most social media platforms. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and check it out. Oh, it's freaking good. You can listen to it right now. 